Well, thank you again for joining me on this short drive of the Freedway Thinker, an edition of the Freed Thinker podcast. I'm your chauffeur, Tyler Vela. Um, as always, this is a shorter version of the regular or not so regular, uh, the longer in between content. I want to try to get you all a little bit more content on a regular basis. So here we are, unscripted and uncut. Uh, Today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some misunderstanding that a lot of people have. Uh, Atheists, unbelievers, Christians, evangelicals, everyone seems to have this hermeneutical problem. And that is, um, just in case you didn't know, allegory is not the same as metaphor. I don't know if you all didn't know that. Um, But those terms get thrown around quite a bit. Um, And both of those are used, allegory and metaphor or symbolic or something like that. Um, Both of those get used as if they stand in uh, absolute contrast to historicity, which is also false. Um, Allegory may stand in contrast to historicity, uh, but metaphor does not. And I want to talk a little bit about that. So first... This comes up in a lot of discussions about Genesis 1 and Genesis 3 and Adam and Eve and the fall and so forth. I'm not going to be defending any specific position here. I just want to kind of explicate the differences between these two very, very briefly. And and honestly, you could just do a Google search and any good um, literary critical source will, will have information on the differences uh, between the two. And by literary critical source, I don't mean you know, higher criticism, uh, you know, in biblical scholarship. I mean, literary criticism in 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 the broad um, methodology used that you would get, uh, like I got in my English studies um, when I was an English major for a short period of time at um, just any university, how we handle literature. Um, some of the differences between the two, for example. So allegory. Allegory <clears throat> uses... Um, a story as its as its whole platform, um, and everything has a deeper or hidden meaning, um, and the every single image um, has a specific purpose. Uh, the relationships between the images have a secret meaning. So, for example, uh, and and yes, the Bible has allegory. There's a very clear example in Jotham's fable in uh, in the book of Judges, where Josh, uh, Jotham is giving the story uh, of of the trees coming together to vote and the bramble bush that comes through and, and you know comes to rule them all. That's an allegory. He's he's telling it uh, for a purpose. The bramble bush is him. The trees are are his uh, competitors for power, and so on and so forth. There's a, there's a secret meaning behind each of them. You could you could just hear the story as a standalone, and and uh, come to understand uh, just as an interesting kind of Aesop's fable. Aesop's fables, by the way, Jesus's parables are largely uh, in many ways allegorical. <clears throat> they they are uh, short narratives where there is a secret or spiritual meaning uh, behind many of the images. Things correspond uh, secretly to other things. Um, It's not a comparison of two different things. (coughs) It's that one thing is a a stand-in for something else. You're supposed to draw a moral from the story. That's, That's typically an allegory. 
right? Um, allegories, um, uh, usually, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but usually are, are not historical. Um, there, there are some rare exceptions um, to that, but usually they're not historical. <clears throat> metaphor, on the other hand, um, people tend to think that because metaphor is non-literal, in the sense that it's not woodenly literal, that therefore it's not historical or it's not true or, or, or whatever it is, right? That just isn't the case. Um, for example, uh, when Jesus says, I am the door, right? Or I am the way, or I am the light, or something like that. It's not, he, he's not, it's not allegory, right? He's not, um, he, he's not telling a story where the light has some secret meaning, right? He's comparing two different things and saying there's a similarity between these two things um, that we should understand, right? But we shouldn't take it literally. But the symbol is, 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 is has a concrete concept behind it, right? It doesn't mean that it's, that it's fictional. Um, it doesn't mean <clears throat> that it's not true. It doesn't mean that it's not historical. It just, it just means that there's a contrast that's, that's happening. We don't read it in a literal way. We don't think that Jesus is literally a, you know, four by seven piece of wood framed into a wall when he says he is a door. But we do understand that to mean that you go through Jesus to go from one state of existence to the other. Jesus is is the door. Uh, he he is uh, the way to uh, to get to the Father, right? To to, to eternal life, to to salvation, um, and so on. <clears throat> so um, that that's that's one way. Those also don't mean they're they're not historical, right? So um, the the cursing of the bramble, uh, or sorry, the cursing of the fig tree. Right, the cursing of the fig tree was a symbol. Um, it, it was it was a metaphor for the spiritual condition of the faith uh, of Jerusalem. There's some debate about what specifically it <clears throat> it means in the timeline, but that that it it's a it's a historical fact that happened. But in God's providence, uh, Christ intended it as a symbol for something else. Right? It's not an allegory. It's not non-literal. Um, it, it's, it's a living symbol. Uh, it's a real symbol. It's a real picture of a spiritual reality. Right? It's, a, it's a type of living metaphor. Um, that doesn't mean that it's non, non, uh, non-historical. So <clears throat> let me really quickly tie this back into Genesis 1, where a lot of this comes about where people are like, oh, well, if you don't take it literal... And what they what they tend to mean is that you don't take it as a, a literalistic, diachronic, um, straightforward historical account uh, in kind of the young earth creationist sense. Um, therefore, they, they say that if you don't do that, therefore, well, well it's just allegory then, um, or 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 it's just well, it's just it's just metaphor, as if that says anything. Um, not only is it a false dichotomy, because no, um, just because I don't uh, hold to a, um, a literalistic, diachronic, uh, historical narrative reading of the text, it simply does not follow that, therefore, I read it allegorically. I don't. Many of us don't. Uh, if, you're, if you follow my work on this, or John Walton, uh, or, or Michael Heiser, or uh, you know, Ben Stanhope, or uh, Evan Minton, or, you know, uh, 
countless others, I mean, really a ton of Old Testament scholars, Wenham and Collins and, and, and others, uh, <clears throat> if, if you're familiar with our view, then no, we don't take it allegorically. Um, but that doesn't mean that we deny the historicity of the creation account doesn't mean that we deny the historicity of Adam and Eve. In fact, I strongly affirm, uh, you know, uh, unequivocally, categorically, I affirm the historicity of the singular Adam and Eve. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that there are also typological elements. I think Adam is a type of Christ. doesn't also mean that I don't hold metaphorical elements. I think the historical Adam is a living metaphor for the human condition. Uh, living within God, good God's good creation, um, and and how we choose to to fall, uh, you know, daily, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so so I just want to, to to really briefly point out. I just wanted to, to walk through this and point out that allegory is not the same as metaphor or symbol, um, and and those none of those are identical to non-literal or non in in the sense of it being non-historical. So there's this dual equivocation that happens. Literal is equivocated with historical. By the way, that one also has a sub <laughs> sub equivocation of historical being equivocated with a kind of diachronic, tightly, uh, woodenly literal historicity. Uh, so there's kind of a, a duplicate equivocation that happens there on one side. Uh, with an equivocation that happens on the other side of uh, allegorical and metaphorical and symbolic kind of all being lumped together uh, in this, uh, really to mean what most people mean as allegory, as allegory, which they just clearly don't understand what it is. So uh, I just wanted to walk through the, some of those. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Uh, you can email me at freedthinkerpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on the blog at the freedthinkerpodcast.blogspot.com or visit uh, the Freed Thinker group page on Facebook. Thanks again for joining us. Drive safe and God bless.